broken and beaten, our heroes are scattered. Lost and alone, their hopes are all tattered. Their home has been conquered, but their fight is not done. They must mount a strong defense while still on the run. Their task will be hard, but still they must try. So sit back and observe. The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. and chirp it has been a couple of weeks since your last mission um what what have you guys been doing in your downtime what do you guys like to do in your downtime even though i've asked you this question like 40 times in the past still boris continues to study diligently inspired by the wonder that is tamash um and uh, yeah, so meets up with Tamash now and again, do a little bit of study. But sometimes they get distracted and they found uh, like a slot car track, which they really enjoy. So there's like a little magical slot car track that they're using that they, they play. And so they pretend in that they're that they're, they're practicing and, and doing all their their spells. But uh, yeah, like every 15 minutes and every 45, they just go and race scale extra, basically. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> A not... slot car track? Yeah, you gotta you gotta find a way to rewind and unwind, right? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, uh, chirp. Uh, you know, still working on my working with my trunk and my new body and whatnot. Uh, but I I had a I have a present to give to Boris. Boris. Oh, I'll put that in this slot car oh, track. Oh, Boris, I have um I have a gift for you, Boris. Oh, chirp. Uh, really? You shouldn't yeah. have. Okay, out of my pack, I pull out a. It's a very crudely carved wooden, uh, uh, not wooden, rock bird. Bird. Oh, this is a. Wow, this is be- beautiful. I thought shirt. you might like to have this. Is horse. this is this an image of you and your former self? Yes, can't you tell? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful uh, rock bird I've ever had, and I will cherish it and keep it at all times on me uh, in my pocket right next to my two-way radio with Tamash. Oh, maybe it'll even be good luck. Um, I, well, Chirp, uh, ever since you were brought back from what I thought was your death, uh, um, something from the beyond is telling me that it might not be. No, I'm sure it is good <laughs> luck. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> AJ just rolled a two. It thank is you. not good uh, luck. Thank you. I wish I had something to give you uh, back right now. Um, I will work on that. Oh, no. You've given me quite enough force. Okay. Shall we hug? 
Should we hug right now? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So as the two of you are discussing... Forrest just like looks over and kind of smells himself a little bit. He's just worried about <laughs> something wrong with him. And then he realizes, hang on, this is an elephant person. So, so the, as I the two of you are you. Uh, <laughs> discussing this amazing a, gift... Big strong dwarf. Uh, Penny peeks her head into your room, Boris, and she says, uh, um, Oh, perfect, Boris and Chirp. Uh, I've got... A mission for the two of you, if you'd if you'd follow oh, me, goody. please. That's interesting, Penny, because it's around two weeks since the last time, and it was two weeks since so almost. Yeah, I was expecting it. Yeah, we do have a schedule. It's up on the fridge in the common room. If you r- really need to take a look at it and understand. Oh, that's when what you're... that is. Oh yes, yes I'm, it is. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you'd think that I'd have seen it considering this it's in the fridge. It's not just a chore wheel. It's also a uh, <laughs> schedule for your. Oh, wheel. sorry about. I will do the dishes tonight. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> So Penny leads the two of you down into one of the mission rooms, and as you walk into the door, <gasps> I just realized I forgot to ask you for a character description, so I'm going to have you describe your own character. This orc is standing in the corner of the room with their arms closed, uh, and like she has scars all up and down her face, uh, giant biceps, drenched in chain mail with a monstrous battle axe on their back. Um, and they're just like, is there a window? Can uh, they no, stare the like protectorate is just like wistfully. completely underground, so there's no windows anywhere. But mm. there is, uh, they do put up posters of scenic <laughs> vistas where windows usually oh. would be. So it's <laughs> wonderful. Wow. It's cool. Okay, um, yeah, Kradur is staring wistfully at one of the posters and just like, you know, imagining herself sitting on some grass, hanging out, looking yeah. at the blue sky. Uh, and as Penny leads Boris and Chirp into the room, she says, uh, this is Kradur? Kradur. <laughs> Correct? Uh, Kradur is going to turn around and put their hands on their hips. Tiny Penny. What? My name is Kradur. It's not that difficult. You can get it right. Well, I'm... Um... Boris goes, yes, Penny. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what they said. Who are these people that uh, you've brought is, me? This is Boris and Chirp, two of our best agents. Um, yes, best agents. Right. Um, oh, right. thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Chirp. Certainly the, agent, the agents are the best that are also available right now. Uh, you're mm. n- not As it wrong. Often is. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Penny, you kill me. I'm trying. Orcish. Um, as as you may or may not know, I am from the same continent as the orcs. But orcs have always been. Orcish has always been a problem with me. It was not one of my best subjects in school. Penny, if you struggle with languages, uh, can I just suggest that um, I struggled with Gnomish for a while, but I'm reading this book uh, called How to Learn Gnomish in Only 15 Weeks by Rose Edderstone. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, you might want to check it out and uh, I can maybe see if there's one for... Uh, for Orkish for you. What you have to do to speak Orkish is put some tusks in your bottom lip and you can speak proper. Penny, Penny, uh, (laughs) I look at Chirp. 
chirp, you might have a, you might be able to speak Orcish if you. The one with the tusks. Yes, they can probably mm. speak Orcish. Penny hooks the first finger of both of her hands into either side of her mouth and kind of pulls <laughs> the bottom her bottom lip down and goes, <laughs> better. Mm, yes, yes, much better. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sh- sh- they're going to assist you on your mission today. Um, what actually, uh, what we're going to be, well, you're going to be doing is uh, going out into the wilderness of Solandrian, um, where there is a group of refugees from the church uh these are all people who want to leave the church they they see the um horrible atrocities that they're committing and can no longer stand to live within uh their boundaries um we vetted all of these people and like good people um we we are a little worried that there may be a double agent or spy in their midst, but always good to go and liberate the group of people with the double agent inside. <laughs> but we uh we we do trust everyone that we've talked to so far. Uh, there's a lot of children though, so if there's any sort of um problems on the road, I do ask that you protect the children first. Are these orphan children by any chance? Uh, uh, no, their parents are all members of the church. Some of the children seem like they may have been a bit indoctrinated into the thinking of the church, but uh, their parents say that they won't be a problem. Well, there's nothing that a little bit of unindoctrinating can do. <laughs> I cast unindoctrination. <laughs> <laughs> Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Uh, so, uh, Penny pulls down a map from the blackboard and starts to show you the route that you're going to be taking out of the catacombs through the the protectorate's base uh, and into the wilds of Salandrian. It looks like you're going to be coming out into an area of the forest that is generally not patrolled because there is a <laughs> contingency of Ents that have made this their domain like the end rapid response force and she says well we um we worked with some of douglas's family to um douglas is an oak by the way oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you yes i've 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 gone and talked to some of douglas's family and uh they made some diplomatic inroads into these ends and uh they've agreed to clear out a section of the forest for us to to house these refugees, um, but they have said that as soon as we are outside of their circle of protection, they can't do anything to help us anymore. They won't go any further than than their own woods. Um, the other side of things is that when you, where you're going to be exiting with these refugees, um, is not where you're going to be coming out of the catacombs. So you're going to have about a half a day's m- hike to get back to another catacomb entrance to bring them into the protectorate. And this is going to be the most dangerous part of the mission because, um, once again, please don't let anybody die. I'll do my best. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I look to Kudru. 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 Mm-hmm. 
wish I had a camera just on me for how many times Cuckoo. I'm going to be laughing. <laughs> and I'll say, could do. Try to uh, hold it in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, did you intend to die on this mission? Or, uh, I do not. Uh, so that's a three, three penny. Yep. Yes. We're all on board. Nobody here wants to die today. Oh, no, I'm not worried about you dying. I know you can all hold your own. Mm. I'm worried about you letting children or people who are not fighters. There's going to be quite a few scientists, scholars, and academic types. Got it. In your midst. I uh, can carry a lot of children on my back. It is no problem. Perfect. Perfect. I'm <laughs> sure the children will love the piggyback rides. <laughs> I can uh, vividly... Uh, <laughs> that's not the correct adjective. Uh, I can stand behind the children at a distance of about 15 to 20 feet and order them the way I want them to walk. Ah, skills. Yeah. I have a cloak. I can disguise them. I can make them be invisible under my cloak. Okay, how I many like children do you think how I many can children? Fit under yes. my cloak? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> like three, three kids I in can a cloak. Take it all. Well, she's six foot six, what, 300? 350. 350 pounds now. So oh, okay, cool. Big. Okay, like six children? Yeah, oh, easily <laughs> eight to ten, I would say, depending on how old these children are. You get all the smallest children just wrapped up in your it's cloak and over cloak. on your shoulder like a bundle. Oh, it's precious. <laughs> Carry them in a sack. <laughs> no, I mean, just like throw it over them. We love our new anti-chirp. We're not even there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Before you leave, though, Penny does say, uh, oh, one one more thing. Um, Gerald does have something for all of you to take with you as you go. So why don't you go Ooh, ahead and wait. check in with Gerald before you leave? Okay? Everybody got yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boris uh, is, wants to leave. He's just thinking about he wants one more race with Tamash on the slot car before he goes. So he's trying to head towards the door. Do you make vroom vroom <laughs> sounds when you... Only you when we come through the last lap. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say you've got enough time to get one more good lap in with Tamash. <laughs> Tamash, warm up the slot car. I'm on my way now. <laughs> Boris goes and gets his last round in. Yeah. Um, I also like very much like the idea that Chirp and uh, cr- Crader. <laughs> I'm not rolling it. That enough. was the closest you've ever said um, it. Crader. Crader. There's so many rolling R's in it. You have to like... say it like a pirate. <laughs> the thing is, I'm trying to do it while also maintaining Boris's accent, which in of itself is difficult because I don't think the middle of England could really do a Crader very well. But I like the idea that. Uh, the two of you went and just watched Boris have this, like, one last lap with Tomash <laughs> on his slot car in his room before heading off to Gerald. Boris, like it. Boris and I just are like... loses at the end. He just loses to Tomash on the fight. Tomash beats him on the last bend and comes flying through. And Boris is, at first, a little bit, oh, I can't believe I lost the last game I'm going to have for a while. But then he just, he's okay with it. He realizes, you know what? This comes my, to he's always thinking, maybe this is the last time I get to see you, Tomash. And I would rather you enjoy that experience of winning. <laughs> That's what he tells himself, really. He just lost. In case I die while we're gone. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Chirp five silver because I lost the bet. <laughs> oh, I, I bet oh, on who was going to win the little you. tiny car race. Thank you. Did you bet on Boris? Oh, interesting. <laughs> For me. You uh, obviously don't know Boris very well. <laughs> 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 I think... <laughs> 
I think Chirp had a bit of a head start on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, after after this amazing slot car race and the betting is all (laughs) settled, uh, the three of you head over to (laughs) Gerald's workshop. Gerald's workshop is at a far end of the protectorate. because it is known as a place that is in constant chaos. Uh, walking in... No, as we're walking in there, I say, Crowdor, <laughs> Now, when you go in here, be very, very careful. <laughs> There's a lot of breakable things. Oh. there You may break something. Oh, dear. Just a word of warning. Um, do we have any bubble wrap that I can potentially put around myself? Oh, I think that'll only make it worse. Hmm. <laughs> uh, as as the three of you walk into Gerald's workshop, uh, the the entryway is basically kind of a a space for people to just stand and wait because there is a desk that is set up across the whole space. On either side of it, there are a door that leads back into other rooms. But looking directly into the the (laughs) workshop, you see about a 40 by 40 foot space that is just filled with experiments and people working on different magical items. And there's usually one to three fires that are happening and being fought at any time. And as you as you come in, there's a little bell that rings over the door and you hear Gerald like way deep in the back just go, oh, we've got some, we've got somebody here. Let me go see what, uh, and as, as he kind of pops up through a couple of his other gnomish helpers, he sees the three of you and he says, oh, oh, you're here. Oh, one moment. And he runs up to the front very out of breath takes a quick left goes through the door on the left hand side of the room and you immediately hear loud crashing uh it it sounds like he's roughly he's (laughs) rustling through seven different boxes at the same time just a lot of noise coming out of the room and he comes back out kind of skids to a halt in front of you uh carrying three amulets and he, he sets them down on the counter in front of the three of you and he says ah perfect hello hello everybody um boris pushes forward and he goes puts his hand up and he goes stop in gnomish he says Ooh, in gnomish boris i don't know how you say that in gnomish do you know aj how do you say stop in gnomish stop got it uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow it's a pretty universal oh, i word. can't believe it took me so long to pick this language up and then <clears throat> he goes he wants to say hello, Gerald, but like good morning or good afternoon. But okay. he says it the wrong way. So if it's if it's the morning, he says afternoon. And if it's the afternoon, he says the morning. I'd say it's morning, so you say so good I evening. Say, good evening, Gerald. <laughs> In Gnomish. And Boris is very proud of himself. Uh, Gerald uh, Gerald looks at you, Boris, <clears throat> and he goes, Oh, um, you've learned a bit of our language, I see. Uh and Boris just nods. Cool, 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 cool. And he smiles. He's like, you, he looks to Chip and he's like, look at me talking with the gnome. See, have you, um, uh, you haven't deciphered the tattoos I gave you the last time you were here, have you? <laughs> um, and Boris is kind of picking up. He hears the word tattoo and he goes, Oh no, I've already got a tattoo. I've already got a tattoo, Gerald. You did yeah, it last time. No yeah. need to worry about that. Cool. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Can I roll insight? <laughs> Um, yes. I just, I don't, I only speak common and orc, but I almost want to okay. know maybe if I can justify, uh, like in my histories of traveling, I'm a well traveled person. Um, if I okay. can read, 
Because he had like runes cut cut into him, right? Yeah, he's got runes uh, that go up and down his arms. They're they're a light purple, so yeah. they're not super noticeable right away. But having your attention drawn to them, you you see them now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is insight the I, right thing? I'm not thing? sure still what I think about him because you know, as a as a gnome and obviously an artisan, obviously Gerald's very good. But as a tattoo artist, I think he's kind of middling. I only got a thirteen. Ooh, okay, so uh, you recognize one or two of the, the gnomish words that, not all of them, but you're able to recognize the word uh, peace and tranquility. <laughs> Boris, and it's going to say live, laugh, love. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you, you get the idea that these are like the most um, culturally appropriated ass tattoos possible and Gerald may have done this to him as a joke. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Boris has always been a big fan of gnomes. <laughs> also, Boris, uh, um, I'm going to have you roll an insight as well to now, see, wh- see well, what you've see, been able I can to speak decipher. all gnomish now, but I yeah. still can't read it very well. Yeah, yeah. Which is impressive because you learned from a book on gnomish. So think about that. <laughs> Uh, Boris, uh, yeah, uh, well, that's going to be like 25 or something. Oh, okay, what? so I, I would say that you've been able to decipher almost half of these tattoos that uh, that Gerald gave you the last time you saw him, and you've come to the realization that he may have been playing some sort of joke on you because most of them say just kind of generic phrases. Well, the joke's kind of on Gerald because now I can teleport between 60 and 90 feet depending on where my mood is. True. So. But you've also found a phrase that, uh, one of the words you're having a really hard time with, but uh, the phrase that you've been able to decipher so far basically is like... says hyphy. <laughs> <laughs> it says, big man something far places. Big man something far places. Yeah, the, the one the one word that like you haven't been able to get. Okay, um, I don't know what the something is. It's jump. Big man jump Big far man places. Big man jump far places. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Wow. It's a teleport spell. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, so we're Gerald. really putting together the tough mysteries right now. It's making right? me. <laughs> it's really making me question why it takes him so long to get up this the levels. This is what this episode was really about. <laughs> Some very advanced books they got there. Those wizarded schools. So, Gerald says. Um, so uh, these amulets that I've put together for the three of you, they're one-time use things. Um, unfortunately, they're, they're pretty brittle and using them will cause them to uh, not explode in a violent, hurtful way, but explode and not, uh, basically they turn to ash. Don't worry about that side of things. Um, they do burn a little bit when it happens, so don't wear them close to any exposed skin. Um, so it's kind of like a glow stick. Um, no. Okay. It's g- <laughs> uh, these amulets, what they will do is they give you a temporary boost to all attacks. Oh. So um, when you're wearing these, uh, just when you're ready to use them, give them a quick tap. And when they are activated, just crack them. Um, now is DM time. When they're activated, uh, you will have advantage on any attack uh, for the next... 10 minutes, whatever, basically for that uh, combat. Okay. And then at the end of the combat, they'll what explode. and color are they, anymore. Mr. Gerald? Um, well, I have three different colors. I've got red, green, and blue. Which would you like? I will let 
the uh uh, the elephant and the orc choose first. I was about to say, if you tried to choose one first, Gerald was going to be like, well, that's pretty rude. Why don't you let your friends pick first? Well, luckily, Gerald, I'm not rude. So there you go. Yes, good job, Barry. B- Boris. Yeah. Fine. Mm, it's a B name. I get him confused. Sorry. Okay. I grabbed the red one. All right. Thank you, Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Is that oh, Gerald! Says Gerald. <laughs> no, Gerald says. Beautiful, Gerald. I know you always you like? care about me. Um, <laughs> I'm actually red green uh, colorblind, so I'm going to grab the blue one. Uh, it's the only Perfect. color I can see, really. <laughs> I can actually appreciate it. The other it. two are just invisible. They're just gray. <laughs> it's well, not as vibrant. Just question marks. Mm-hmm. You don't understand mm-hmm. how color blindness works, do you? Boris, your ideas are. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. you get green. I got green. Cool. So yeah, Gerald says. Well, um, that's all I have for you at the moment. So if you could go, go ahead and go on. Uh, and he just turns around. Walks back and he, uh, as he's going back to the back corner of the room, he says, "Pip, Pip, how's that going back there?" And you see a large burst of flame in the back, and you hear Pip go, "Not very good, boss." Fair enough. As you're leaving oh, the room, I better get out of here. So yeah, the the three of you make your way out of the catacombs. You come out into I a section one, of the. Oh, yes. Sorry, yeah. sorry to derail it again. Sorry to derail it. One quick question: Do these? Amulets, like how big were they exactly? Oh, they're um they're about two inches circular, uh, and they look like uh costume du- jewelry. So, kind of so they look like they're them. just made out of plastic. Oh, oh, the chain is like a hempen rope that looks like was probably the cheapest, easiest thing that he could find to tie them cool. onto. And then, do they just constantly glow, or are they uh, or no, are they not they until will... we give them the old? Crack? They're completely dead until you give them the tap and then they'll glow. And then, uh, But they're only usable once. Yes, only usable okay. once. Welcome, loyal listener, to Inside the Player's Studio with your host and dungeon master, Andrew. It's your DM Andrew. I am here today with one of um, I, I, I'm just this is probably biased, but one of my favorite guests so far, Bianca Zelda from the Broadswords. It's a very good bias. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Bianca plays Maypre on the uh, the Broadswords. I did say that correctly. You're great. I'm so proud. I did it. I did it. The first time. <laughs> yes, I'm proud of myself. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today and dealing with our sidetracking nonsense. <laughs> I think I fueled and supported it because it's everything that like motivates me. So thank you for letting me be a part of this. Of course. Of course. It was, it was um, honestly one of our best guest experiences although every <laughs> guest experience we've had so far has been our best guest experience so that's the correct thing to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i got uh, a few questions for you here um these are still our uh season two guest questions so everybody that's been listening up to this point know that i'm gonna be asking the same questions but you get different answers because it's a different person that's how this works first question what got you into tabletop gaming and or podcasting? 
Okay, so you say that people provided different answers, but what if I say <laughs> the adventure zone? Honestly, like, I'm pretty sure that's the same answer for everybody. This question. <laughs> uh, heck. <laughs> hey, it's my oh, answer goodness. too, so it's not a bad answer. No, it's a good one. Um, honestly, it was that. Um, that and Victoria Rogers, uh, like the DM of the Broadswords, um, she had offered to run a game of something called Star Wars Edge of the Empires, which I'm still not entirely sure I understand how to play. It's okay. Um, There's weird dice with weird symbols. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. None of which I could interpret. It's Star Wars, uh, so it to has this to day. be um, ob- as obtuse as possible. <laughs> They're really good at that. Um the game itself is cool. Uh, we ran like one session and then like lives got in the way. But Victoria had messaged a handful of the people that played in that game and was like, hey, you want to make a podcast? And I'm like, I don't know. Podcast is like that thing that I listen to that the McElroys do. Is that is that podcasting? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I think that's that's it. That's what we're going to do. But us. And here we are. Oh, and uh, <laughs> we are all on the the beholder's eye we're all big fans we love you guys um it warms my heart this is kind of a, a little behind the music parting the kimono uh thing but uh the way i actually kind of hooked up with y'all was at podcon 2 when i walked you guys <laughs> down to your meet and greet <laughs> Which is really cool. It was so much fun. You guys were the <laughs> nicest. Oh, my God. I got to meet so many cool people from the podcasting world. But y'all were honestly, and I, <laughs> I could kind of tell that you guys were kind of in this space of, I can't believe we're getting to do this. Wholeheartedly, yes. It was it very was. good. <laughs> It was a lot. It was a lot of good things, but it was just so much. What do you do with all these feelings? Where do you put them? How do you feel them? Right. And of all the uh, uh, featured guests that I got to walk down to their meet and greets or to their various places, uh, you were the only group that decided to go down the escalator instead of the back stairs where nobody could see you. It's very endearing. Who was really going to recognize us? <laughs> All of two people. Hey, I recognize. So well, <laughs> I recognize the name. I had never seen any of you in person before, but. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that was pretty much what we, uh, yeah. 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 So uh, question two. If you were a ranger in real life, what monster would be your favorite enemy and what kind of animal would you have as a companion? So before you answer. Okay. I've had a few people. I, I don't know if I wrote this question bad or what, but I've had a few people kind of under- misunderstand the premise. It's not so yeah. much like real, like monster, like g- gelatinous cube or ogre or something like that. What I mean oh. by favorite enemy is in real life, what is the thing that gives you the most trouble that you would just like some sort of boost to dealing with? For me, oh. it's depression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that one. Yeah. Um, uh, capitalism? <laughs> can I can I choose that one? Yes, that's valid. That's a perfectly valid choice. <laughs> I also would like that. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Just runaway capitalism. Benefit. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah, nobody's benefiting from that. So um, I would well, shoot that with all of my arrows. Nobody important, anyways. <laughs> yes, yes, and those who think that they are important um, should reevaluate. <laughs> exactly. Themselves. Exactly. Uh, now your animal <laughs> companion. What, what, what would it be? Anything. Okay. See now that so, 
that's the more fantastical side of this is it can yes. be anything. All right. Um, so there's a bit of a small tangent with this one. Um, Do it. At Gen Con, there was a book that was being sold there. It had just come out and it's called uh, Legendary Dragons. Ooh. Couldn't tell you more about it. Uh, it's got like a really shiny cover. Uh, a lot of really, really cool dragons, but I'm not like a huge dragon person. Like I can probably identify the difference between like a dragon, a wyvern, and a, what's the other one? A worm? Uh, yeah. With, yep, like yep, a yep. Y? Yeah, with a worm with a Y. Yep. Okay. I'm lying. I can't actually figure out the difference between the three. <laughs> but anywho. It's legs and sentience <laughs> are really the differences. <laughs> Maybe somewhere on the ground. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Some have like five feet. Five feet. Five toes instead of six. Anywho. Close enough. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. On the very last page in this book, um, there is a section for a pug-dragon combo. Um, the name escapes me, but I want to call it a puggin. Uh, it sounds um, good to it's me. floofy. It's got tiny little dragon wings. And you have to roll, I think, like a wisdom save um, to not be compelled to pet it. <laughs> I would choose uh, to fail that every right time. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they're so floofy. Um, and that's what I would love as my companion. That sounds amazing. Just a smush-faced dragon. <laughs> yes, yeah. little wings and little tiny talons. And, and horrible nasal problems. <laughs> I mean. So the dragons in the book, they actually had little snoots, uh, which I respected because Ooh. I think they're trying to toss it back to like the OG pugs. Nice. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. No, that's amazing. <laughs> no now, genetic uh, defects. And, now or, I've mm, got I don't about think de defect is the right word. Uh, um, no. Mm, mm, <laughs> so yes and no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, mm, now I have like, like that. 15 to 20 minutes of furious Googling ahead of me when we're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right so uh third question what other ttrpg or just general podcast do you think more people need to be listening to uh so at this point i want to plug all the things uh for the people that i like i support that i respect hell yes um that i can see them doing their daily grind and i'm like yes you're doing great and get it um uh, so with that being said um Celeste of the Venture Maidens does a podcast called Mistress of Modules. Yes. Fantastic. Oh. It's really consumable because it's only in like two episodes. So I don't feel like I, I've missed something if I haven't seen episode one. I can just pop in and be like, hey, these folks are great. Cool. And then. I love me some Venture good. Maidens. I love mm -hmm. me some Celeste content. And as soon as she released that, like, I, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. It's it was just like, this really is good. so good. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, I got a small little list here. I'm oh, just trying to figure yeah. it out. Um, so I do, of course, want to plug. So Victoria's doing a stream um, called... Oh, why would I not write it down? Heck. Oh, is it... Heck. Is it... Um... For This Tide, I think oh. it's called. Okay, okay. Um, but it's a game that, like, uh, she's using The Watch... Uh, which is a real intense system. It's a real intense yeah. game. I've only played it once, and like I don't think I can emotionally handle it again. Right. <laughs> um, but it's really cool to watch other people kind of re-manage uh, these emotions. Um, so I'm really into that. And then like in terms of podcasts, uh, Soul Stories, fantastic. Uh, Asians Represents, 
utterly marvelous very good uh, right and then like one shot podcasts uh, again like small consumable uh, you can just pick it up and go hell yeah hell yeah um with that, I know you guys are doing a project coming up in the future, which <laughs> we might get into in the next question. But it was, um, like, what is it, Villagers? NPCs, NPCs. was the uh, final title of it, yes. Ah, uh, man. Um, so where when we are all NPCs. When and I our guest comes in as the adventurer. Yeah. And can either be wonderful or they can just wreck the town. Honestly, <laughs> when I saw the casting call, I knew I... W- Honestly, I would love to be on it, but do not have the time. <laughs> I do too much as it is already. That's such a real statement. But at the same time, I would love to come be a guest just because of the idea behind the show is amazing. Yes. Nobody's we need chaotic doing that. guests. It's nobody's <laughs> doing that. That's something that like it's such an original idea, and that's what I am looking for, and I love, and that's what I try to do with everything that I do. Is something that like. I look out there with an idea that I have and make sure that nobody else is doing it so that, like, I can be a different voice out there. Um, Command that field. And it's a bit of a perspective shift, like, depending on, like, if you take something that already exists but twist it a bit. Yeah. You're like, here's the same thing but at a different angle. But different. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A different Um, lens. Where, uh... I told you, man. Give me about five, ten more minutes, okay? (laughs) Um, but uh, with the beholder's eye, which it's it's funny because like I feel like we came up with such a unique idea that nobody else is doing, and we named it the beholder's eye, and then we released, and within twenty four hours of our first episode releasing, we realized there's another podcast <gasps> named Beholder's Eye that Ooh. released within twenty four hours of our first episode. Like we both no. had the same name idea, concept of the show completely different. Um, but it's also Dang. I'm kind of bowing out of the name. We're gonna use the beholder's eye as an umbrella for all of our stuff. Basically, just going forward after our third season, it's gonna be the Ho- beholder's eye presents, and then whatever anything's oh, okay. named. Um, and th- that wasn't anything I decided from that. I always had it planned to go through three seasons and then move on to a different story because I didn't want it to get stale. Yep. I- kind of a thing endings um, are important especially in this kind of game setting yeah well that and i just had a very specific idea for where everything was going to go how everything was going to work the story we wanted to tell and i was mm-hmm. like if i drag this out too far i'm gonna lose the plot and it's not going to be as good as i want it to hey boys of course <laughs> you're shaking my table too hard right now <laughs> I They've love been encroaching for a while. I know. I love what you're doing, <laughs> but can you stay off the table, please? Little. D- oh yeah. Oh, you hit your head, didn't you? <laughs> that's um, that's what happens, man. <laughs> so, uh, last question: uh, Where can people find you on social media, and are there any projects that you want to promote? Oh, hey, yes, I can be found on Twitter and on Instagram as at Bianca Zelda. Uh, other than NPCs, which I'm actually only going to be a writer on, I might pop in to do a little bit of guest work here nice. and there. Um, but, you know, literally for time reasons, because I'm so bogged down with everything, I just I can't commit as much as I want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am listening to you. No, no, no. It was the button pressing and then the wide eyes that I really enjoyed. 
Um, in terms of other projects, however, I do make another podcast called Facades of Gods, which uses the fake course system. Uh, it's like a Ooh. gritty noir uh, with a lot of cynicism, and I swear a lot. Ooh, love it. Love it. Love the cusses. <laughs> right? I was originally going to have our uh, Monday night and s- and Friday night streams be family friendly so we could reach a wider audience. And then as I compiled the groups for those, I realized, ah, these fuckers cannot stop swearing. <laughs> so, yeah, this is explicit now. Oh, my goodness. And that's often how it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much a like, we're going to try not to swear. And then you get the group together and it's like, fuck nope. that. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Swears exactly. galore. It's an accurate retelling. Anything else? Uh, no, and that's everything. Thank perfect, you. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us and dealing with my ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> it suited me very well, so thank you. But yeah, so everybody out there, uh, make sure you listen to The Broadswords because it's one of the best D&D podcasts that's ever been released for human consumption. Um <laughs> And Human and otherwise consumption. Uh, for gelatinous mm-hmm. cube consumption. Uh, oh, absolutely. They're very important. <laughs> and I respect all of them. Bugbear, goblin, hobgoblin, whatever. You, however you identify, it's for you. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We're going to let you get back into the episode. And uh, bye. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Greetings, interstellar travelers from Point Zero Star, a sci-fi RPG adventure with five humble Canadians as your hosts. Follow the crew of the Mary Shelley, Vinyl Flyway, Kays, Nix Nedra, and the daring captain, Rust Duckers. They're just trying to earn some thread and stay under the radar, but things haven't worked out that way so far. Look for Point Zero Star on iTunes or wherever you receive podcast transmissions. Podcasting is uh, becoming pretty ubiquitous, and there are a lot of services out there that offer podcast hosting, which is probably the most important part of podcasting, because if you don't have your podcast uh, hosted somewhere, nobody's ever going to hear it. (laughs) And we went through a few different podcasting hosts at the beginning of our show, and while we had pretty good experiences with all of them, we found that Shortwave is the best fit for our show. Shortwave is a podcast hosting, syndication, analytics, and dynamic content stitching platform built on the belief that professional-level podcasting tools should be available to everyone, not just professionals. And as we are sponsored by Shortwave, uh, you can go ahead and go over to their website, www goshortwave.com to start your free 14-day trial of hosting on Shortwave, which includes show and episode-level listener analytics, embeddable episode players, unlimited upload and download bandwidth, and two free hours of dynamic content stitching that helps you build your episodes from multiple clips, all in your browser. Again, you can go to www.goshortwave.com for a free 14-day trial of everything that Shortwave has to offer. Shortwave. The platform for adaptive podcasting. Welcome to Queer Dungeoneers. This is an unbearable experience. If someone was listening to this, they would say, this is pure silliness. I'm going to turn into a really big cow. Moo. 
It is Baramos of the Fourth Circle. Free me from this orb. Do you have Baramos in your bag? No. You can tell me if you've got Baramos in your bag. No, I've got rations. You've got Baramos in your bag! No, I don't. Nim, what have you done? Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Get it now! I am great and nothing can hurt me. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. I am here to tell you about a new sponsor that we have, LibrisArcana.com. They are a dice service that does monthly subscription boxes with dice in them. Every month you subscribe to them and you get a new set of dice. Their dice are amazingly designed and some of the prettiest dice we've seen. We were very lucky to secure a sponsorship with them. So what they'll be doing for us is if you go on Libris Arcana and subscribe to their monthly dice service, uh, you can get 20% off your first month subscription by using the code BEHOLDER at checkout. Once again, get on there, get your first month subscription, and you'll get 20% off with the code Beholder. Put it in at checkout and you'll be good to go. So yeah, the the three of you come out into the forest, uh, into one of probably the densest sections of forest that any of you have ever seen. I mean, the trees are less than a foot away from each other. They've all grown so closely together that it seems as though Uh-oh. their branches are intertwining. Um, and I hope at- there's a path for <laughs> chirp. Well. <laughs> <laughs> As you come out of the catacombs, it's basically kind of like you come out of the catacombs into this trap door that as you close it behind you, it looks like just another patch of grass and you realize why you can't go back in that way because you won't be able to find this again. It looks like just every other patch of grass nearby. Penny supplied each of you with a, a map to show where you're going to be taking these people back into the catacombs. But a- as you get into this super thick, dense forest, the trees all seem to crowd a bit closer and closer until you realize that you're now completely surrounded by these trees and there's no gap big enough in between them for you to get through. Ooh, Chirp needs to make a constitution roll. Okay. Make a constitution roll. 20. Uh, you're able to hold your shit together, but you start to get like the faintest bit of vertigo. Like you kind of get a l- just a little dizzy at the edge of things. I sit down. <laughs> uh, the three of you are just surrounded by all of these trees. And before you can in- do anything, there's the four trees that are closest to you some of their branches reach down and immediately intertwine themselves around you and uh, you're all held fast. Oh, and it's like the scary scene in oh, Care Bears. No. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that is not a reference I ever thought we would get to. <laughs> so the the largest of the trees, though, steps forward and you see as it turns around there's a face in this tree and it says who are you hello treebeard that's not my name okay i thought it was worth a try someone told me once um hello uh my name is boris uh 
this is Chirp, and this is our old friend who's going to introduce herself so she can pronounce <laughs> her name correctly. Thank you, Boris. I do appreciate it. My name is Kradur, and what is your name? I am Oakton. Oak, Oakton? Like... Oakton. Tin? It's O-A-K-T-Y-N. Oh, interesting. You went with if a you need to write it down in common. Right. Thank, um, thank you. <laughs> I guess. Thank you for taking notes, Boris. <laughs> well, I am a very diligent dwarf. Uh, he says, Are you the three that we were told to expect by the Pendolin Timbers? We liked her because her last name is Timbers. Mm. Humor. My last name is Friend of Tree. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mine too. You are a liar. Uh, he says, <laughs> can I do like a bluffing roll? <laughs> yeah, can I do like a deception roll? <laughs> we were told to watch for a um, dwarf, an orc, and a Luxodon. He, right, he, well, yeah, uh, Mr. Oakton, I can confirm that um, we are the correct three uh, creatures that you're talking about. Being one a Luxodon, one an orc, and one a dwarf. I mean, I'll have to take your word on it. If, uh, just be advised if you do try anything. Hang on a second, Mr. Oakton. Yeah, uh, uh, I hate to interrupt you, but just to confirm you're the correct ent we're looking for, can you please describe Pendolin Timbers? Um, she's. Smaller than us. Um, well, that's very generic, isn't it? Um, bright red uh, foliage. <laughs> well, that depends on her mood, largely, though. Just a very sweet voice. Yeah, that's a check. Good job. Good. Now that we've confirmed that we're both Be- who we say we, we are. Before we go on, sir. Yes. To Do sir, <laughs> what was your name? Um, uh. <laughs> Oakton. Oakton, sir. Or, sir uh, Oakton. It's spelled nope. O A K. Okay, yes, I remember T- now. Thank y you. and Penny. You gotta make sure there's a Y. Uh, okay. I would have thought uh, it would have been an O. Oakton. Oakton. But it's Please, a Y. Please, can you let me go? I really don't like oh, this. Oh, yes, sorry. We um were not very happy with intruders into our forest, so um, boys, you can let them go. And oh, these, thank you. Uh, oh, all these vines you. and these branches untwine themselves from you, and a Oakton moves to the side and reveals that there is a path leading directly behind him into a clearing, and you can see about 40 people kind of milling around. Oh, that's great. First of all, I go, okay, Mr. Oakton, uh, what are the names of your friends? Um, well, this is Mapal. This one. Hi, Mapal. Nice <laughs> to meet you. This one is known as Weeping Jeffrey. I, I walk ahead. <laughs> I will also Boris follow is down the names. Yes, We walk ahead. Mapal, so. probably with a Y. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, Weeping Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey with a Y. <laughs> yep. 
Lots of whys. All right, moving right along. Cool. Forrest uh, can always just zap down and join you guys. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, that's all the trees I know. Cool. <laughs> uh, um, well, there are children ahead. Perhaps we can greet them and the people there. Uh, as Chirp and... <laughs> My tongue doesn't work that way. It doesn't. I got to be honest, rolling an R is hard. Like, <laughs> it, it I is love that really, your voice has not... to go deep when you say it. It does. <laughs> uh, as the two of you <laughs> say, it like a, say it like a car warming up, like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a you got the last arm beautifully. <laughs> So as the two of you enter this this clearing uh, with Boris trailing behind, taking his notes on all the n- different names of these trees, um, you see a group of about 15 adults, orcs, half-orcs, humans, halflings, and gnomes. Um, but the children seem to be an even more eclectic group to the point where there's more children here than there are adults and a lot of them seem like they they don't really belong to anybody the children are all playing in a big group in the middle of everyone and you see lizard or lizardborn you see dragonborn children you see uh jinn children you see just about every race that you can imagine represented within these children you see uh tabaxi children luxodon children like it seems almost proportionately that there are more of the unique races represented in these children um and as you're walking up one of the humans steps forward and kind of puts their hand up and says hail um are you the three that we've been told about that are going to bring us to safety. Um, Boris zaps down the, just to join him because he was in the background a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Boom. He just comes in behind him. <laughs> just bam. It scares uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> it says, um, I mean, I'm assuming that the trees let you through, so you are probably on the up and up, but um, he says, uh, we, we have a lot of children to protect and we don't want... Um, we're just worried. Can you give me your assurances that you will protect us? As somebody who, uh, I, I guess, like I, I am part of the protector. Like, do I not have a symbol or something to identify myself as part of this group? Um, you all have badges, yes. Uh, kind of like a, a lapel pin that is the symbol of the protector. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm gonna flash my badge. Look. Okay, he says, oh, well, um... Oh, and then Boris in that moment goes, oh, I just remembered Chirp. Uh, I've still got your badge, I believe, from when you were... You have it? I, I, yeah, I got your badge. All this time? Yeah, I gave Tamash one, I made a couple of other ones, but I've always wanted to give this back to you, so... Uh, oh, here's your detective badge. What a relief. Welcome back to the Thank team. Thank you. Without this badge, of course, she would just be an outsider. Yeah, I pin it, <laughs> I pin it on my cloak. Uh, this representative, he, he says, uh, well, that's, um, those are very shiny. They're very nice and beautiful. Mm, but um, 
uh, they mean really nothing where we okay, come well, from. Okay, well, we'll need to go back and uh, go all the way back to the college oh, no, and please, go back to please, the catacombs wait, and get um, some kind of formal proof. Before you uh, walk I don't away, think uh, it would, I don't think it would be reasonable for you to uh, give us the children to look uh, after uh, if you're sir, not 100% sir, th- guaranteed sir, um, with our... There's an easy way that we can resolve this. Do you... Gamble? Yes. Well, mm, are you mm. okay with me casting a spell upon the three of you? No, that would depend. What is it? A fireball. Um, no, it's a truth-telling spell, and he casts Zone of Truth. Okay, Bor- yeah, Boris was... Meanwhile, while he was casting Zone of Truth, Boris was looking down his list of spells as okay to have cast on you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just... He was like, is that right? He doesn't. Yeah. I like that Boris has an index of spells well, I'm okay with. He, the whole time, he's, he's he has this big thing on his arm. That's where his spell book is. He's, he's like a quarterback with a flip book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do the three of you resist having the spell cast on you? Don't we all have to uh, roll saving throws anyways? Technically, no. The way Zone of Truth works. Oh, if we, um, if we allow. Oh. I mean, we've all been taught by Adventure Zone that you have to roll, yeah. but you don't, you don't have to. If you choose to tell the truth, um, you don't have to. But if you ha- are wanting to lie, then yes, you do need to roll the wisdom save. Okay, I might have to lie. Boris, Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Boris is not looking to lie, and he, even if he was looking, he would probably fail that throw. So. <laughs> so Boris chooses adding? to tell the truth. Well, it's a choose. wisdom Ooh, I'm good at this. So plus your wisdom save. I only get 14. Uh, I rolled a one, but I get to add my nine, so it's a sad 10. Okay. Wait, you said you rolled a one? Yep. That's a critical fail, yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, mm-hmm. no matter what your modifier is, you did a bad <laughs> job. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so yeah, Boris doesn't. Is too oblivious to know he's supposed so to be trying to lie. So God, you had to pick a a name that's just going to be hard I for know. me to say every time. Kjarder, you Kradur, if you want to not roll the R's. Kra, Kra, Kradur, Kra, Kra, like Krav Maga. I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 I sent you my character sheet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And I'll be honest, the whole time I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is amazing. This is a really good character sheet. Don't know how to say that name, though, but we'll get how there. How is it spelled? C-A-R-D-U-R-R-E? There's a couple of A's. A mm-hmm, mm-hmm. couple of U's? A couple of ways. A couple of U's. Okay. okay. Um, and then there's, like, just a lot of R's. Yeah, right like at the end. Right when you're rolling just it. Just a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, you're you're compelled to tell the yes. truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Um, Chirp, you feel like you might have the ability to tell a half-truth here and there. And Boris, um, you're just confused. Boris is too oblivious to know he's having a spell cast on him, so yeah, we can't even, even, though can't it was even really roll against it. Uh, but yeah, he says, okay, so... I have three questions to ask you. Number one, do you feel that you are pure of heart? Boris, are you talking to me first? Uh, to all three of you first, but I'm looking okay, at you. We're going to so announce yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah. Yes, I, th- I believe uh, so. Most, m- mo- most, mostly. <laughs> well, one of you is telling me the truth. The other two might be lying to yourselves. Um, second question. Do you harbor any ill will towards these children? No. No. Uh, no. Only just met the children. Okay, good. We're on a good footing. Uh, all truths there. Uh, lastly, who's your favorite bard? 
This one's just a fun one for myself. I... Well, uh, for me, that's a very difficult decision uh, because I like uh, Tandy and the Rand Rowdy Boys and I also like uh, Willy Walter, but not as much as everyone else. I think my favourite bard is actually Chirp. Oh, I'm good. I No, I mean, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was, I was good once upon a time. Thank you very much, Boris. Yeah. Yep. I believe William Walter is my favorite, although, you know, don't tell Barry. Don't tell him. I love that you're a pure rogue and you've been put in the running for Bart's character. Uh, yes. Um, hmm. There is a, uh, a Bart called uh, Thistlebuns Firecracker. I'm a big, big fan. <laughs> oh. You've just introduced a new character in this well, world. I have to put it into my list. Thistlebuns Firecracker. Thistlebuns Firecracker is very good. Thistlebuns Firecracker. Do you have this one on one of those music boxes? Uh, not currently. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, oh, they often I'm play bummed. at... Uh, are there any, like, protectorate parties that happen? <laughs> <laughs> like meet and greets um, every yeah. other Friday night. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Every every third Thursday there is a open mic night. Cool. Oh, I've never been to that. It is quite good. <laughs> you must check it out sometime. Mm, I will. I will. Uh, Barry started it. <laughs> oh, oh. Barry's our bard. Oh, <laughs> Bless Barry. <laughs> that must be why. That probably I explains yet. what no one told you about it, Chip. Uh Barry started it, but since you guys saved William Walter from the Mind Control nightclub, which was Kristen's episode, I highly suggest listening Fantastic. to it. Fantastic. That whole sentence was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you guys saved William Walter from the Mind Control nightclub, he kind of took over for Barry, even though Barry didn't want him to. Right. Um, but but you really can't stand in the way Walter of talent, better. basically. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Gotta give the people what they want. So this representative says, well, um, I'm convinced anyways. Why don't we make our way out of this forest? Sounds like a great plan. Yes. I've been a little claustrophobic in here. So I'm going to have the three of you make a survival check as as you're leading these people out of the protection of the Ents. Well, I rolled a five, but I have reliable talent. So 14. 14? Good. I think it's uh, 17. I'm going to say 17. (laughs) All Sounds right. confident. Close I only enough. got a 12. Okay, so... <laughs> We're not very no, good. No, no. Um, so the three of you get a bit a little, a little bit lost on your way out of the forest after... I think we've seen this pit before. It's familiar. Passing, <laughs> passing from the, uh, the, the Ents protection. Uh, but one of the children runs up and says, um, um, I... I've seen the same tree about four times now, and I think I might know which way we're supposed to go to get to the road. Well, you think you've seen the same tree, but they're actually all very different. Um, um well, I marked it the first three times we passed it, so I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Wow, then a child. Perhaps You're a very can diligent you? child. Very clever, very clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this child. Why did we think about that? I having been detectives for a very long uh, time. Uh, this child seems to be a bugbear child. Oh, uh, so heckin' cute. <laughs> and they say, well, I grew up in the forest, so I kind of have a bit of survivalist nature to myself. But anyways, if Good we take a left you. at the next rock, I think we'll get out to the road, okay? I think we should listen to him. Yeah, yep. they seem very confident. Uh, a bugbear never means you any harm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you're being led by a bugbear child out of the forest. Fully comfortable Wonderful. with this plan. Let's follow the and child. Within, 
Within five minutes, this child leads you out to the main (laughs) thoroughfare. Uh, But now you know that you have about a quarter's day walk. I give this child my badge. Great, so I carried that for you. You are now (laughs) You deserve this. So I looked after that for months, if not oh, years, to give this, back to you and give it away about ten minutes Shaking later. as they pin it to their <laughs> to their lapel and they just say, Thank you. Ma'am. We could have been lost in there forever, Boris. <laughs> uh, so you know you have about a quarter day walk ahead of you. I was trying to kim- uh, do math in my head to figure out how many hours that is. Six. Six. Hey Wow, what good math. <laughs> That's the end of it. That's the end that of the show. It. Wow, good podcast. Mic's out. Great. Done. Done. I went for the mic down and I break it. <laughs> so you have about six hours before you get to the entrance into the catacombs uh, that you're supposed to be getting to. And about halfway through this walk, you hear some rustling in the bushes surrounding the road. I'm going to have everybody mm-hmm. make a quick perception check. I have, I can, is it within 10 feet? Yes. I see it. I know it. Sam. Oh, you have the blind sense, don't uh, you? Yeah, blind sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's there? You you immediately notice that something's up, but I yeah, say I'm, who's I'm, there? I'm gonna have Boris and Kyrgyz. <laughs> I feel like I make the stupidest face <laughs> when too. I say your name. It's <laughs> a wi- wisdom, isn't it? Wisdom percep- perception. Wisdom? Yes, perception checks. It's <laughs> a wisdom perception. Is a wisdom check. Yes, it is wisdom. Cool. I have a three. Three. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, well, uh, for Boris, I that is good. So. Also, uh, I got a seven. Um, so, Boris is whistling. If narratively, cool. if you're cool with it, uh, I'm happy uh, to expend a spell slot um, to cast Create Food and Water. Um, so maybe Boris Ooh. and I were just like, la la la, tossing food to children, sprinkling them with water yeah. because we don't I have any cups. I personally like a smoke time. I love it. Snack time. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, Chirp Kajun, is on. what is your favorite snack? Because mine is a smoke ham with pickle sandwich. Eggs. Eggs are good. Eggs. Good. Pickle sandwich or pickled sandwich? Roast to both. Smoke. <laughs> They're both I, terrible. Well, yeah, either. Both at the same time, preferably. <laughs> God. Boris, your taste is not very good. <laughs> Pickled sandwiches. That, no, sir, I cannot. Do you have speciesist. any crackers? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are some crackers I can oh. produce. It's, it's easy. Oh, you should offer me peanuts. Crackers and peanuts. But they're sh- no, I've never had crackers. peanuts. I don't want crackers. They're shelled. I need to have peanuts. They're shelled, so I can I can't create peanuts without creating the shells <laughs> as well. Uh, so you have to figure that out with perhaps your your hands or your trunk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I'm fiddling with it. <laughs> I try like- to eat one and I like crunch it. Oh, whole, good. Like- so, Trip, do you like cashews at all? As you're fiddling with these peanuts, you hear these noises Saucy. in the bushes around you, and uh, suddenly from out of the bushes spring Who's about. That? 25 goblins. Boris jumps Is my up and timing goes, right this time? <laughs> yeah, Boris jumps up and goes, holy hazelnuts. And they, they encircle oh. your group. And to your surprise, every single child in this group pulls out a small what? weapon, a knife, a tiny scythe, <laughs> a little spear, like child-sized weapons. Does this boost our, oh, like, uh, not steal. make us more confident, all these children? Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I pull out my uh, rapier. Boris uh, pulls out a ham and then reali- throws it down and then pulls out. Realizes this is not his warhammer. <laughs> but as they do, they they actually encircle you 
and the rest of the adults and kind of make a, an, an opposing circle on the opposite side of these goblins. Um, and the children kind of yell out in unison, don't worry, we have it! You guys, uh, guys, uh, what's, what? uh, what's exactly happening? Those children that? have daggers. They're going to stab out their own eyes. It's frightening. <laughs> the the representative that I was talking to you before, oh, let's call him uh, Timothy. <laughs> Timmy. Uh, he, he, yeah, he, he, puts a, he puts a hand. Timmy the bugbear. No, he was a human. Timmy oh. was a bugbear. No, that was the kid. Oh, that what's was the What's the kid's other? name? What's the bugbear's kid? We That's all we care about. Number one. <laughs> what's his name? Brandon Bumbleshoots. Wow. Oh, I like Brandon Bumbleshoes. Esquire. <laughs> uh, you see, he's the one actually leading these children. Uh, but the, the, the representative from the adult side of things, he puts his hand on your shoulder, Boris, and goes to reach for... Uh, get out there. <laughs> Damn it, I did You're it. Great. Uh, shoulder <laughs> and, like, thinks twice, mm-hmm. pulls it back and says... Um, mm, why don't you just uh, stand down? Uh, and he says, uh, y- you as well. And he sees chirp like starting to go out for the kids. And he says, ah, just, just watch what will happen. And for the next 15 minutes, you, the three of you and the adults of this group watch as these 30 or so children completely decimate every single one of these goblins. Boris looks to Kaduro and he says, do you have any, uh, do you have another make food and water spell, please? Uh, popcorn, please. Yeah, I'm just um, <laughs> fiddling with these peanuts while I watch. Uh, yes, I, I can create some more. Uh, we can make some hot tea while you watch these children. Uh, it's hmm. a little frightening. 15 minutes. Wow, it's well, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of They're small. It's That's a lot of savagery <laughs> for a small group it of is, children. It is, it is. It, it's like Lord of the Flies meets Battle Royale. It's like a party at the McDonald's fun place. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> a Friday night at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, but these, uh, it gets down to the point where there's about four or five goblins left, and they look just completely terrified of these children, and the children have them kind of encircled in the center of them. And uh, Brandon, he, he kind of leaves the group, and he comes over to you, and he says, uh, would would the three of you like to do the honors with the last of this group? Or should we take care of them? Do the honors? Uh, I just think going around slitting kill throats Yeah, or no, kill them. I think kill you've got no, I this kill under him. control. Cool. Cool, thanks. I'm very proud, by mm-hmm. the way. You're good babysitters. And he goes back and the uh, the kids, they, they take care of the rest of these goblins. Um, I just realized as I was about to introduce us into a combat that, like, we don't have time for it, so I made the kids deal with it. I'm good with that. Can oh, I okay. cast? Um, when, the, yes. when the kids are done, um, children, come gather yes. around me, and I'm going to cure all your wounds, um, and I'm going to feed you some fish crackers. Uh, just just share, please, please. Uh, the This group of children are just like, yeah, <laughs> snacks! And they come running up, and you see some of them just have, are, like, covered in <laughs> goblin blood. A couple of them have, like, some minor cuts. Uh, one of them has a pretty deep gash, but he, uh, it's, a, it's a, um, a tabaxi child, and it's this deep gash across his, his hip, or, or across their hip. And they, they come up to you, and they say, um, 
it's not bothering me that much, but could you could you just uh, some ointment or something? Child, and, like, that's disgusting. Come here, let me heal. Let me heal you. Come closer, please. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to have them line up so that I can wash their hands Aww. with my trunk. I'm like sucking water up with my trunk yes. and washing their hands off before they eat. Yes. Uh, there's at least three or four of these kids as they're going through that are just like, this is the most hygiene I've had in months. <laughs> oh, I give them a little splash on the face as well. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> so <laughs> the three of you are able to successfully lead them back to the protectorate. And when they come in, uh, the this giant group of kids immediately are or um, words. My brain is going seven different directions <laughs> right now. Sorry. Uh, as the three of you get back to the protectorate and lead this group of children and adults in, the adults are immediately kind of processed and taken to interrogation rooms and made sure that they're all cool because as you'll remember and I just remembered um, there's a spy in the midst of these people somewhere. Oh, it's clearly Brandon Bumbleshoes. He is the double agent. The child knew way too much. (laughs) We know it's Brandon. We can stop him. We can fight him. It's fine. (laughs) Actually, we're gonna we're gonna fast forward Wait. about three weeks, and we find out it was uh, uh, Timothy, the representative, who was you trying sure? to vet you. I've, are you sure it wasn't Brandon Bubble? They were very suspicious. No, he's the one that called him out. <laughs> yeah, um, he does end up leading a group, all of these children in their own child army, and now I've done. We're going back into problematic territory. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's give these kids like a Child food soldiers. and like some family. I've lost, I've lost. No. What actually happens is when you guys uh, bring them back into the protectorate, the adults are all processed, but the children are allowed to come in unquestioned and they join up with the other group of 30 or 40 kids that yeah, Chirp I saved. They, they're allowed to join into the school and uh, you see that the headmaster, the kind of temporary um not the word i'm looking for the Dean? the unassuming no i guess just the, the a, a person that didn't expect themselves to find themselves as the headmaster or headmistress unsuspecting of a group of street urchins Unqualified. and refugees it's penny herself oh, and penny. she says um yeah well um this will make my time stretch out a little bit thinner than I would have liked it to but I I can't help but want to help every single one of these children personally. Don't tell me about it Penny. I would personally love to help the children and I only get a couple of hours a day to do my slot car in. Uh, and at that point Tomash uh, peeks his head out of Boris's room and he goes Boris! I'm winning against you when you're not here! Come on, give me some sort of a challenge. Okay, well, I'm, it's just because you're always the red car. Uh, Boris, if it's correct, uh, do you think perhaps the kids can play and that way I can maybe min- win some money off of Chirp? We can uh, bet on defi- children playing games. It's completely yes, it's correct. definitely a possibility, Kudru. Definitely a possibility. Um, let me get back to you on okay. that after I talk with Tomash. Uh, I think we can definitely maybe schedule it in uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Good, good. I have to win my money back.
that's a wrap, people.